Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another Lion's Den with Seth. Hopefully your weekend is going good. The weather's starting to chill out a little bit and you have some time to get out. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your friends and everybody. If you're watching this, we appreciate y'all. Make sure that you chime in, give us some thumbs up, some hearts, and let us know where you are in this world, okay? Let us know where you're at so we can shout you out. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you go to StreamYard.com, okay? StreamYard.com, that gives individuals the opportunity, will give us opportunity to post your comments. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So I'm going to bring the fellas up in here. Can't do it by myself. Yo, Big Larry, what's popping, man? How you feeling? Hey, man. I need my hour back, first and foremost. <laughs> I'm feeling it right now, man. It's like, no. man, it's, it's a weird feeling to this. Like, I'm missing an hour. I can feel it. Bro, you can. You know what? I just found out that Arizona is the only state only that does nothing. not change the, their, their time zone. Did not know that. I thought everybody did. No. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Back, man? Just, just keeping it real. But other than that, I'm highly blessed. You know, I can't complain. Everything's good. I just I just need my hour back. Because tomorrow's work day, man. It's like... <laughs> I understand, bro. Hey, but it's going to be okay. You give it a couple of days and it'll roll back into it. But I feel you. Absolutely. Look at this nut. What are you listening to, bro? <laughs> uh, man, I'm just thinking about the show we about to do, man. There's two things that made me dance. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? Good music, good food. We about to talk about some good food, y'all. Come on. I do not need you to show your inner fat boy right now. <laughs> He's super excited. You feel yeah, me? I'm the same way though. Like y'all ever Bruh. eat good food and you just start humming, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can't believe what we, what we about to have going on, coming on, bro. Go yeah. ahead, tell, tell us about it, man. Well, tell, well, tell first, me about first, it. I want to tell y'all what I did this weekend. What you do? You know what I'm saying? Give me. I went to church, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I went to the Lord's house and walked. Lord. Out, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't burn up. Draws in Kenya. You look a little darker. So what was the message, bro? Man, man, this is a message a lot a lot of us need to hear, man. It's it's about walking in circles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's about, you know what I'm saying, making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that's going to help you move forward to where God intends you to be. There you go. You know what I'm saying? The, the definition, you know, one of the measurements of circle. It's a conference. Comfort mm-hmm. is in that word. You need to be uncomfortable in order to grow. Boy. When I heard that, I was like, I've been missing this every Sunday. The military about being uncomfortable. Yeah. I know, you know, but you know, the military tell me that too many times, man. I, they need do, to they do. I agree. But <laughs> this show here, man, let me tell let me tell the audience, man. This show here. You know, when you reach out to somebody, you're thinking, oh, this ain't this ain't for real. Like, this can't be the real person I'm speaking to. Mm-hmm. This is the level of, of guests we got coming on today, man. If you guys watch Netflix, which I know everybody got Netflix, we have the winner, the champion of American Barbecue Showdown coming on today to talk to us. You know what I'm saying? And if y'all watch the show, if y'all didn't watch the show, make sure y'all check it out. As soon as this is over with, it's a great series. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of trials and tribulations. 
and we have Miss Tina Cannon coming on to speak to us about it. Hey, and listen, Tina, you don't even have Netflix? No, I don't. Wow. I don't. Hey, but listen, check this out. Hey, the way Netflix is set up now, you know they're going up another dollar. Man, stop it. They are, brother, starting in April. But anyway, thank you. Thank you, Miss Tina. Thank you for being on. How are you? Welcome to the den. I'm great. I'm more relaxing in my den right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that I used my sister's code to watch the show the one time I watched it. Are you serious? Is that Wait, legal? So, so, so yeah, you were stealing. <laughs> no, no, you might be one of us now. You know what I mean? That's what. <laughs> she talking about is that legal? <laughs> yeah, it is. She gave you the password. You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. She did. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself, please, ma'am. Floor is yours. Well, oh gosh. Well, you know. I'm trying to think. Should I go name, rank, serial number for y'all? No. Isn't that what y'all have to do? Well, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I live in Noonan, Georgia, so that was real on the show. And I cook for Meals on Wheels in my county. And I'm the only cook there. And I cooked 43,000 meals last year alone. And <laughs> That's beautiful. And I compete in barbecue on the circuit rather than just on the show. And I teach barbecue classes at my house. And I've actually been in the culinary field since I was 17. Wow. Yeah. Went to school when I was 18. Came back. Had a little hard time finding a, a chef's job because, you know, in 1983, they didn't hire women um, in that field. So. You know, I struggled and struggled for years. Then I decided to compete in barbecue and hit the same wall. There. <laughs> and now it doesn't matter. <laughs> nice, nice. Now I well, what I want, when I want. I heard that. Oh, boss. Yeah, I'm telling you, That's and it's right. good. And it's she good. You can be a bee sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my mom you. might watch this, so I got to watch my language. That's okay. The man like self-demand, man. That's it. That's it. Go ahead, Big Larry. What you got, Brian? So we're going to, since you brought up Meals on Wheels, when yes. I was stationed in Florida, that was one of the things that I used to do is volunteer to deliver actual meals oh. to the recipients. And I learned some of their stories as far as the unfortunate, how they got to, you know, I don't want to make it a sob story, but some of them, you know, really look forward to those meals. Now, with you, Ben, who you are and how you cook and add that flavor, you're not only giving them a meal, you're giving them a gourmet meal. So talk about just why you do the Meals on Wheels. Well, yeah, Phil, it's a, for, a forgotten sector. And, uh, you know, if you look at how many charities there are out there for children, not that you know, I don't like children or anything, um, but I just feel it's a forgotten group. And, you know, I'm touched by how many, like, war veterans and things mm -hmm. that are, you know, in there and just not to have a meal for somebody that served our country just tears me up. And most of ours are veterans or widows of veterans. And my mom delivered when I was quite young for Meals on Wheels. So I, I was always aware of their needs. Mm -hmm. And then how bar barbecue brought in me. I, could, I know that's weird, but barbecue, uh, you know, you, I compete on a couple different circuits. And there's a lot of waste, you know, because you, you have to have six perfect pieces. Well, I'll buy 50 or 60 pieces of chicken to get the 12 that I cook at a contest and the six that I turn in. Mm -hmm. So 
I started donating all of that to them. And I had a, an email um, one day from the director saying, hey, do you know anybody can help us cook here? You know, their numbers were moving up. Unfortunately, the need for, you know, that community to be fed. And I said, what about me? And the phone rang within a minute. <laughs> and they called me. I went the next day and I've been there ever since. Wow. And I still donate, you know, all of my calls and the meat that's left. There's no waste. And I have a few other teams that will provide me with that. And I, you know, bring it, bring it to them. So that, that's kind of, that's a long story, but that's how it happened. <laughs> Love it. Good. Love it. Tina, I want to, I want to get to the, I want to get right to the Netflix special. Okay. Right? So mm -hmm. I want to ask a broad question first, you know what I mean? So, you know, people kind of get how you felt about it, but not, not everybody. And there's not going to be very many people that's going to be part of something that you were just part of. And that's that Netflix special, you know, can you give us a general, you know, idea about how your experience was from the beginning to the end of that, that special, uh, and then maybe a little bit about how your life has changed since doing that special. Well, the, the, Part of where my life has changed was I'm able to be a little more known so I can attract more, you know, donations and and money and uh, food donations to Meals on Wheels. Like I speak at the local Kiwanis and I'm at the local culinary school volunteering. So it, it really has helped with that. Um, it also has helped my mailbox fill up. <laughs> you know, I get a lot, a lot of mail lot of questions and i don't have people I answer all my own things so i stay quite busy with that way into the wee hours of the morning and i am so thankful for the experience of the show because it's helped that you know it's helped people become you know aware of meals on wheels and in the show they interviewed me <coughs> several hours about meals on wheels but unfortunately i'm not sure why they didn't air any of that so i was a little disappointed in that part but it's still because of the notoriety of the show and winning the show it, it got more attention people know if you follow me you know that's what i do pretty much right. and i tell everybody that's what i do because i feel that you know when i'm not here anymore if i made a dent in you know getting the you know more donations established for meals on wheels that you know i did a good job while i was here Nice, yeah. nice. That's you gotta beautiful. give back, you know. You always, you always, and it's unfortunate because not everybody does that. So we're gonna go into our comments. We got a comment question. So please ask if she kept in touch with the other contestants, and we were gonna talk about that. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. So you want to go into that now? Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. Well, go ahead. Um, I keep in contact uh, with with all of them. The only one, unfortunately, is Rashid. And I'm not sure why, because I think he was one of the nicest guys and one of the best cooks I've ever met. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I talked to Grubbs a lot and I met him prior. I knew him when he and Sylvie showed up on, you know, at the hotel. I was like so excited because I knew those two. And mm -hmm. we we talked probably the most off, often, you know, Grubbs and I, you know, talk online and, you know, all the time because he's hysterical and makes me laugh <laughs> he is silly yeah and i talked about i mean everybody georgia you know she I, you know she sends me pictures of her cute baby and you know <laughs> so i stay in touch i think where she's just really busy you know he's kind of still in the hustle part of his life whereas i'm you know pretty much at retirement mm -hmm. and um 
you know, he's doing a lot of pop-ups and catering and things like that. So, you know, that's, Maybe he's just too busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would but like if to he's say, watching, yeah, yeah. Please write me. I'd like to know how you're doing. There you go. And I just want to say that was a great chemistry when you guys were on. Um, you had to work together and everything. I love that. That was that was really nice. And then I also liked the fact when what was the Ashley, the guy yeah. Ashley, when he broke down. Now, how did you feel oh, when yeah. that happened? And yeah. you went to go help out. But what did you think about that? Well, uh, you know, some people react in stress differently. My husband tells you I do better in stressful situations. And some people just break down. There, It was hot. You know, I think he was in a little over his head because he he's not competed in that manner with the speed because he's a low and slow cook like me. They did everybody. This is what they did not show on the show. Everybody actually went over there. To try to help him in some way. I think I put like some tomato product in it to try to take out the burn flavor. You know, uh, Rashid wow. was talking with him and trying to console him. You know, we all really did, but they mainly just showed a, a little bit of it and mainly Rashid because Rashid's personality was like that. And I think they wanted to really show that, especially where the world was at the time mm -hmm. during editing. They really wanted to show, you know, a common everybody who don't like barbecue if you're you. a vegetarian barbecue and mushroom whatever but uh i think they really the world needed that in a cooking show right then i think to see that everybody likes each other can work together you know a lot of times you know people don't see that people really are that way there's more people like that than i think the other yeah. That's, a that's a beautiful thing that because like you said it was it was a high stress area oh yeah and, like i don't know when y'all say 45 seconds and i see all the stuff y'all still got to do i'm right. like no way. ain't no way they doing it in 45 seconds no way i'm like no. there's no meat on the place at 45 seconds i'm like no nah, ain't no man something's going on and then all yeah. of a sudden everything oh, put, put 45 seconds think about it if any of you do public speaking you know it goes by very quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, 45 seconds is actually more time you think about it. You can run to the kitchen, get you a beer, get you something to drink, change the channel. I mean, you can do a lot in 45 seconds. Mm. Wow. Okay. So that wasn't part of the editing. 45 seconds was the legit 45 seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, Lord. I mean, the timing, you know, they cut, but when yeah. they cut, you have to stop cooking. Yep. Hands up. Yeah. You know, it, but I mean, even when they cut because somebody, I don't know, something happened. They pick up back on that time where you were. Mm. You know, you they don't give you more time. Like we cooked a brisket in five and a half hours. To me, that was the that was hardest thing to find yeah. the lobsters that I know one of y'all missed. Yo. Uh, <laughs> that was the hardest, the hardest thing. Yeah. Okay. Brisket in five and a half hours. Yeah. I put brisket in a contest. I put it in at like seven o'clock at night With and don't pull team. it out till noon the next day. Yeah. Wow. So that was the, that was very hard. Yeah. So we're talking about cooking. The question I had for you was your background. You know, when you think about cooking, you think about culinary arts school. Was right. that part of your, your, your process or did you just learn from grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, whoever? Can you talk well, about how you of, got into what it. you do? All okay. of it. I learned from, yeah, I went to culinary school again when I was, you know, just 18 and, uh, in Europe. And then when I came back, you know, I just kind of worked where I could. Cause like I said, in 83, it was not, you know, 
they'd put you in like what they call garmage, which is like where you make salads. You know, you really wouldn't be on a line or anything like that. Um, it just wasn't the way it was. You know, things change now. Mm -hmm. We All can right. do we can do whatever we want. Roll kill. Yo, you want to you want to hit that her? Yeah, hold What's on. What's it say? So Lily asking if you still cook any roadkill that y'all had they had y'all make. That, yeah, that was interesting. Yo, look the the damn uh, iguana. I was like, yeah, you made an iguana. You made an iguana soup, didn't you, or something like that? Yeah, I made the like food. a chowder. Yeah, yeah, and they loved it though. But how was that? How was that? Like when when you when you're going to cook something that's totally unfamiliar to you, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, what is your thought process going into that meal? Because now you're doing roadkill. You're cooking the iguana chowder. Yeah, I had no idea though it was actually iguana. I had they didn't show this. I had to walk around to the front of my table <laughs> and look at the sign. I didn't know what it was because it didn't have scale. I had no idea. So I cut a piece off of it and fried it in a pan to okay. see what it tastes like. Very smart. Very smart. Okay. So and it tasted kind of like, you know, bluegill or brim. Mm. I don't know if any of y'all have ever ate that, you know, a perch sort mm -hmm. of type fish so um it kind of tastes like so i thought well i'll do a chowder <laughs> so, bing. So, I, 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 now you're kind of speaking for everybody but did everybody kind of handle that challenge in that that way you know let's see some people knew what they had i think i don't know if uh i don't know if ashley knew because you don't really know with a rabbit it could have been a squirrel you know because it's small you know gosh i don't know but you know what? If you remember Grub, he was the most comfortable because he had yeah, a possum. Uh, what did he have, like a raccoon or something? He had yeah. possum. Possum and something else. It was something wild. But you No, know, I don't remember very, him, but possum was, very was the harder one. You yeah. know, and then I had also had venison. But the thing is, if you lay a, a part of carcasses in front of you, you're not going to know that that's a deer. Even if you're a hunt, it could have been... Like oh yeah, because, because you, you didn't know which which way was the head. <laughs> yeah, it was like mm, you know. So I went around and said, "Oh, it's venison. Okay, I can cook." Because we had all the leg and all the different parts laying there, and I saw it, but I don't think they showed that part where I had to saw to cook. I think I cooked like a rump roast or something. Y'all have to tell me because I only saw it the one time. Mm. Question about that: You saw it the one time. Mm -hmm. Is there a reason why you only watched it once? Do you felt like you watched it once? You've seen it a million times. I mean, uh, to me, you know, I, I can imagine. I it. lived it. You lived it. <laughs> okay. I lived it. I, and you're not going to believe when I watched it is when it um, it came out almost to the date, the day we filmed it, a year later. And my husband and I had booked a vacation, and we had went down to the Panhandle area of Florida. Well, um. I don't, I'm sure I don't remember what happened during that September, <laughs> but a hurricane hit right. while we were down there. So we couldn't watch it from the house we were. We kind of had to leave because it, we were right on the coast and we went to one person's house and they didn't have any power or anything. We went to another person's house and we stayed there. And that's actually where I watched it. And they were a real loud bunch. They were having a hurricane party. I heard about that. <laughs> and I was oh trying to watch God. the show. So yeah. I honestly didn't see it. I really do need to sit down 
I'm like, watch. I have people that know quotes that I said or you know, everything. And I don't, I'm like. It was a great show. You I know, did that? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. To me, the production was, I mean, of course, you lived, like you said, you lived it. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to give us the behind the scenes, but uh, I'll, I'll just be interested to see, you know, do you feel like you were portrayed the way you want to be portrayed? You know what I mean? Because again, the first episode, you know what I mean? It, it made it seem like, you know, you might not even make it. Yeah, mm -hmm. everybody says it made me seem squirrely, and yeah. I'm really not a squirrely person. And, and, yeah, and I was going to say the same thing because there was a time, what, what I really wanted to know was, how did you feel, right, in the beginning? Because the judges wasn't too thrilled with, they seemed as though you did not have, like, the grilling experience. Did, did you get that? <laughs> Yeah, well, I know. I remember they did say that, and I thought, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want another TV show that was all grilling." And I'm Ooh. sure they probably, you would think they would have known that, but maybe they didn't look people up so they could try to be as honest, you know. But I think a lot of that came through is, uh, you know, it was there's some different styles of grills. I may not have mm -hmm. cooked on that particular one, but and it was the timelines was the hardest thing. The short timelines, because I cook at 235. That's very low and slow for smoking. And there would have been no way we could have cooked anything at that temperature. I mean, mm -hmm. nothing. We, You know, I would have went home right away. So I may have been scattered because I'm, I'm a brainstormer. I would probably drive my husband nuts because I think out loud. And a lot of what I was doing was like thinking out loud, like how to work through okay, I got five hours to do this or three hours. Like a, I wanted to cook a pork butt. I think, was that the first episode? I believe so. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to cook a pork butt. Well. You had to do the uh, the pork belly. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. Didn't have, yeah. they didn't have any pork butt in there. They <laughs> had a um, whole, you know, I could have cut it down, but I didn't have a saw or anything, you know, to cut it down to size so it would get done. You know, they had ham or they had, a whole shoulder and there'd be no way I was going to take the butt and cut off what they call the money muscle, which is right. a, a muscle that you don't cook quite as long as you do the rest of the meat and the pork butt. And it wasn't in there. Well, I learned real quick. You're mic'd up all the time from the time you come out of your room <laughs> to the time you go. I mean, even in the bathroom. Okay. Wow. Yes. They hear everything. That's insane. Everywhere. Hey, that's, that's like big brother for the barbecue. You don't want my bathroom, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> you go. So, I know they did because well, I'll tell you that in a minute. But I I learned real quick not to say what I wanted to cook. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. to grubs or anybody because they're listening. And suddenly what you wanted to cook is not going to be in the refrigerator. Mm. I, you know, I still, you know, I know it's on film, but I still don't believe Grubbs grabbed the wrong chocolate. <laughs> I don't, he may have. I you think it was championship? I think they, they, I do. You know, he doesn't care. He's just happy go lucky. But I think, I think they did. Cause like, you know, I would come in and there was brie cheese in my refrigerator yesterday. And maybe I talked about it to, Georgia, I was going to do that. Da, 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 da. Well, guess what? It wasn't going to be there then. Mm. You know, or if you take a break, they make you go to a sequestered area, which was quite a, a couple hundred yards or more away, probably 300 yards away. They could move and switch anything. And I, 
I don't think, I think what they did is switched it. I do. Mm. And any, any of those type of mistakes that were like that, mate, I think they were doing it to make That's it drama. interesting yeah. and dramatic. You know, mm -hmm. it's TV, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rob's is a great cook. I tasted all of his sausage and liked it all. Mm. Okay. You said you said you said the sausage that Grubs made. I tasted everything he because he was right next to me. Right. You know, and, was and we tasted each other's stuff. You yeah, know, I tasted, you made I tasted uh, Rashid's. You yeah. know, a lot of us tasted each other's things, at least on the same side of the bar. Good. And I liked his sausage, so I don't know what you're about. So <laughs> the only thing I didn't like, he made some like tater tot things with one. Of oh, for the, for the sandwich. It wasn't. They were not good, and, yeah. I, and he yeah. knows uh, they were not good. I'm like, mm, I wouldn't have. But the thing is, if you made it, you had to put it on the plate. Yeah, do it. If you right. admitted something, they gonna judge against you anyway. So, <laughs> right, you know, I guess he he missed the mark on those. But honestly, and I didn't taste the dessert. Um, but you know, if it was they did show in the show, it was a different kind of chocolate, but I think it got switched. Mm -hmm. Add on to the drama. I forgot it. And Miss Tina, I wanted to talk, going back to your culinary art skills, as well uh -huh. as what we talked about behind, uh, backstage where we talked about the judges' uh, preference versus your personality when it comes to cooking food. Mm -hmm. How hard was it? Was it like, when you want to cook you know, pork butts, for instance, that's your specialty. That's mm -hmm. what you know to do. But you can't put together the right seasonings that you would like to do versus what the judges prefer. Can you go mm -hmm. through that process and how it, I think it takes away from who you are, but again, you're pleasing mm -hmm. the judges, right? Yeah. So can you true. talk about that dilemma that you have to deal with? Yeah. Well, like in, I also compete in the barbecue circuit and you learn real quick, you cook really neutral, not what you like. You can't be too hot, can't be too salty. You have to have the best mediocre barbecue. Not again, not what I would like to eat because I eat really spicy food. I don't put salt. Okay. Very Absolutely. different. And on the show, I had seen, you know, because of I have not got to go, but my husband has to to Kevin's restaurant and to uh, Melissa's restaurant. I've had eaten at her restaurant, and I knew what was on her menu. So when I did the Asian style ribs, which was a um, a bold move, I think, on a grilling and barbecue show, um, I knew she liked that. You know, I read every. I mean, I read everything she's ever wrote or article or anything. You know, and that was a coincidence. I didn't know she was going to be a judge on the show. Really? It just because I followed her so intently for so long, I knew that. She, and she did love those ribs. She loved them. And I know Kevin likes kind of like bold flavors, you know, his personality, mm -hmm. you know, but he's a traditionalist on some things. And like he loved my beef ribs, mm -hmm. you know, but, and I did kind of a very different bold flavor. So, you know, it was it's a reality show. It's a game. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of I was my game was I'm going to cook just just what they asked for but just add a twist of southern to it because that's that's kind of the way i cook at home i yeah. might do italian and i'll throw a you know something in there this and i think that's you know maybe why i won because i branched out there we go you know and like i said everything i tasted of rashid's was delicious if he had a restaurant i would go there because i love super <laughs> flavors 
but I think he might have stayed in that lane and that may have been what hurt him is because he didn't he didn't like do out of his comfort does that make sense mm-hmm. you know that's I mean I'm just guessing because I never got to talk to him because but uh, I would like to know because I tell you what that jerk sauce he made and he made this yeah. habanero barbecue sauce I he bottles I that if TV. I can find it I'm I'm getting some I was yeah, her. My, I was thinking that I was TV that jerk season in that email. I was looking at it. I'm like, damn, that looked good. Hey, but listen, before we go to the show, I mean, I'm sorry, our break. We do have a question. Okay. <laughs> and we Uh-oh. kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, so Lily asked, <laughs> how often were they allowed to change clothes? Because I dawned on, I'm like, why is they wearing the same shit? You know, they sweating. You know, they smelling away, right? So, right. so, so, do you mind uh, talking a little bit about that before we go to our break? No, 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 I don't mind at all. Well, we, you know, Netflix has a big wardrobe department, and we had fresh clothes sometimes more than once a day, and they just had the same outfit, and I think that's for editing reasons, mainly. Um, because, you know, COVID hit afterwards. So it actually worked out. They could edit what they wanted when, because some of the things that was said here was actually put there. Wow. You know, um, I think for that reason, they could, cause we had to wear our hair or makeup. They looked at us, take a picture, you know, make sure we were the same every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We couldn't deviate. And oh gosh, when, um, Ashley tore his legs. Yeah. They were pretty upset over that. And it was y'all, it was so hot. There was no air in that barn. It was it was hot. It was like 105 one day. And um so when he tore that, they were upset because they had, you know, when it's ripped, you know, it doesn't rip straight. And they had to have the wardrobe department take all of the shirts and make them, yep. And make <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And they had to buy me a new pair of shoes. And th- this is TMI, but I'm going to tell you. Um, I had these little red, they're called jelly pops. They're just little, Lily probably knows what they're, uh, that you put that are kind of like slip-on tennis shoes. Y'all, it was so hot, and when it rained or whatever, I know since you're on the military, you know, you trench foot or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's going to kill me. Cause they, but I have a picture yeah. that I actually had the make of me where I'm going like this and I'm throwing those shoes in the trash can and they ordered me another pair just like those. What? <laughs> it stunk. Oh, yes. It was, it was, uh, I, I knew how to send y'all a picture on here. I was, I'm standing there in our sequester area where we were and I'm going, throwing them in. The, they were awful. It smelled, oh, it was bad. It was, oh bad. my goodness. All right. I hate to admit that. But it's no, bad. it's okay. But look, this is real. real. This is real. So, look, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to take a pause for the calls. Look, we got Miss Tina Cannon in the building. Yeah. Yo. Not only is she talking about the cooking game and the grilling game, but she's also giving us a sneak peek of what really goes on behind the scenes. So if you haven't done so already, please, please, please make sure you share this. We wouldn't be where we are today if you did not share this knowledge. Right. So we will be right back. Hit the share button and then let us know that you shared it, right? So we can stop talking about you. We'll be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through home ownership 
while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it, the nice succulent southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread, you get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW Post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. All right, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to the Lion's Den. Before we go back into the show, I do want to make a special announcement. Here recently, a dear friend of our family just passed away, right? She, we've been knowing her for many, many years since she was around maybe 11, 12. She's always had health issues, but this just recently, like I said, she passed away. And because of her health issues, she wasn't able to get the right insurance for herself. So she's leaving behind a, a daughter, five years old. And what we like to do with the Lion's Den is to help donate, to help individuals out in situations like this. And if you do feel as though you would like to do that, you can always give to the Lion's Cast. Make sure you put in the description for Chantel. Okay, for Chantel, y'all, we will greatly, greatly appreciate it. The Lion's Den is going to donate $100. Our goal is $500. All right, any little bit of help. If you got five cents, cool. $5, cool. It doesn't matter, but we would like to help out and we do appreciate y'all. Everything that you do for us in the Lion's Den. I'm going to keep this up for a minute, but bringing back the fellas, Big Herm. What you think, dog? Man, first and foremost, you know, I want to send, you know, my condolences out to Chantel's family and yourself, bro. You know, that's never, you know, easy thing to do. You know what I mean? So hopefully, you know, we be able to get the money so we can at least soften the blow financially. Absolutely. Never replace nobody, but at least we can at least try to do that. And, and you know what? And, and and that's absolutely right, man. And And I know that we can do a lot together because look, this show by itself has done a lot for so many individuals, man, so many different ways. And I know we can continue to do that. So, but yeah, I'm going to put that in the chat. So y'all can jump on that. But go ahead. As far as the show goes, man, because again, wasn't no secret, you know what I mean? That I was a big fan of the show. You know what yep. I mean? I thought that, you know, first, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big guy. So, I mean, I like food, you know what I mean? And how they was putting it down and then to have Tina come give us a peek inside, of a show, you know what I'm saying, that was a successful Netflix show. Valuable to me. Pretty dope. Larry, man, what you think, man? Yeah, yeah, man, like Herm said, man, condolence to the family. You know, I always say you may have lost somebody, you know, in the physical form, but that you can always keep them alive in the spiritual form. So keep that in the hindsight. But overall, 
you know, great show. I enjoy. I, I'm more in tune with seasonings. Like, I don't know why, but when it comes to seasoning, I'm always curious at how chefs come up with, you know, a meat, a starch, and a vegetable, and, a, you know, a dessert, and how it all comes together, and, you know, how they complement each other. I just don't know the science behind that, so I'm always intrigued when I see, you know, yeah. something comes forward force together so yeah. that's what really drew me into that show that's yeah. why i'm asking all those culinary arts questions because it's like the foundation has to start somewhere yeah and you know what i remember one part of the show she actually took some seasoning that's that she said kind of smelled like uh potpourri you get right. what i mean it, like it smelled good and i'm like why would she do that but when she did it it knocked them off off their socks man that's because she just did something different and it was so dope but ladies and gentlemen Bringing back, coming back to the stage. Up, oh, she walking around. I think she about to find another room. <laughs> yeah, everybody, give it back up for Miss Tina Cannon Cooks. There you go. Hey, she about to start cooking now. We in the kitchen. Oh, she got the seasoning. That's the seasoning right there. Yes, it is. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, so, so what made you grab that though? I mean, that was so left field, but it hit it, it knocked it out the box. Yeah, well, on the show, I'm going back into my other room. Um, on the show, they called it Herbs de Province. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, what I did is I mixed up a seasoning that I have cooked with for several years, so you know, I just like threw it together, you know, how she was throwing stuff together, everybody. We had to make our own seasonings, rubs, all of that, because, you know, everything was just like salt, pepper, garlic, you know, all curry powder. So we all had to make our own. So I mixed up something that I've cooked with for years. And then guess now I have it on the market. Don't. Oh. <laughs> how can people get that? Yeah. How can people get it? Tina? My website. What's the website? TinaCanningCooks.com. All right. Y'all, I'm about to put it up in there. TinaCanningCooks.com. Love it. Yeah. And then in this, I mean, when you smell this, when I said it smelled like a bouquet, almost, that's that's what it smells like. And, and I invented this in my own head years ago when I moved to Europe. You know, it's real. And I don't know if y'all have served in Europe, but you know how they have stores you know, that you can get spices and herbs and meat and everybody goes to every little store to get everything. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in France, I walked into one of those stores and this reminds me of what I smelled because we don't have that here. You know, we go to Kroger and, you know, buy, <laughs> you know, so this, that's what this, you know, came from. I just mixed it up and then I went into production, but a hundred percent, not a percent, Hundred percent of all profits goes to Meals on Wheels. What? Wow. Remember, I'm something. close to retirement. I'm I'm trying yeah. to help others. I gotta know? get into something real quick. Love I, it. I got I got a, a question. I really want you to get into. Okay. Me. Okay. So you you are you are the champion of a show on Netflix, mm -hmm. and what it sounds like is you use that notoriety not for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You use that notoriety to uplift a program like Meals on Wheels. While, yeah. While others might be, you know what I'm saying? Like you say, you're close to retirement. Age, whatever, you know, people have their own reasons for doing what they do. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about your mindset and why, you know, like you said, you made this seasoning, but 100% of the proceeds going to Meals on Wheels mm -hmm. and not yourself? Yeah. Well, 
I'm lucky. I have been, you know, blessed to be able to financially, you know, we own our home and you know, we're we're preparing for retirement. And I just I just feel you should help other people. I just I'm so strongly about that. My dad has passed, but he was all about that. My mom's all about that. I mean, I was raised that you do for others, you know, not always for yourself. So I, it's just, I don't really know another way. It wasn't like something I suddenly decided to do. It was like I did suddenly decide to do it because I thought so many people. I had so many emails. I mean, hundreds and hundreds a day and they wanted to know what this was and you know i thought you know i'm just gonna sell it and i contacted a company to help me you know, get it blended and get it fda approved and you know all of that and it's just i talked to my husband about it and he was like great because we always need money at meals on wheels we're donation only at my location we're we don't accept any government money uh where a lot of them do not that anything's wrong with government money, but it, it doesn't. Sometimes when the government money gets involved, it doesn't allow us to take care of everybody. Gotcha, yeah. You know, because what if you're 65, not 85? We oh. have some that are 57 and have been struck by illnesses and the only thing, they're homebound, and, but they can't get to the store for meals and some other things. We provide that, you know, for them. We even take care of their pets out of the one that I work with. So a lot of them don't do that. So it was a way to just to make sure they have enough money to get through their day to day. I mean, when we serve 43,000 meals in one year, I mean, that's a lot of donations. Plus, you know, our building and our equipment, you know, everything. So. Okay. Well, look. This is my way. <laughs> and, and I love it. So shout out to you and everybody. If you're just tuning in, we do have Miss Tina Cannon Cooks in the building. Yes, this is her from Netflix, y'all. We, we we got uh, famous, right? And look, hey, somebody said he just remembered the pearls, right? Yeah. How many pair of pearls? How many how many pair of pearls do you have? Oh, is that's your thing, right? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's a matter of fact, my. 21st wedding anniversary is coming up and uh, I asked for another strand. I want pink pearls. Is he listening? There you go. Make sure. But look, this is what I want to ask you, though. Can you tell us about the dispatching of the lobster? <laughs> Got to get into it. Okay. Talk about it, Tina. Talk yeah. about it. All right. Well, you know, when we were, um, you know, we had to stand at the table and they dumped everything out and people started grabbing stuff and nobody was grabbing lobster. So I just grabbed it without thinking, you know, <laughs> I, I, and it was, it was a big lobster and it people, Oh my God, it was terrible because I've never taken the, you know, I've cooked my whole life and I'm a carnivorous farmer. I like to eat meat, but I've never had to, take it out yeah you know? you, it was all on your face and then <laughs> you oh my goodness ladies I and gentlemen i highly I suggest y'all check that i can't, I can't they check that it. episode but mm -hmm. you did you killed it though oh I it mean, wasn't just, just one what oh, y'all don't know we really? had 50 people oh yeah. wow hold on okay so if, from what people tell me if you listen to that like after my ordeal with it that you could hear me squealing in the background every time I had to. Yeah, that was you. That's what you were doing. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't show this, you know, when I had the real big one. Yeah. I don't I don't think they showed this. You know, Rashid brought his own knives. You know, he's a big man. He can't, yeah. you know, and our knives were terrible they provided. Sorry, Netflix, but they were terrible. <laughs> but uh, he comes up behind me and goes, This is a knife. This is what you need. And he gave me like to use this big old knife. Yeah. But um, and they didn't put that in the show. But it, I couldn't get it in, in there. That, so that, that one, one worked. That was the that was the knife you used to get the first one in the back of the neck, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you said y'all had to cook for fifty people. Yeah. So y'all in particular, we were good. we were feeding first responders. Yeah, the first responders. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was July, supposed right? to have been a Fourth of July party, but it was September. Uh, oh. It's TV, y'all. No, I mean, we still had to feed them all. That's why right. I remember Boatwright made a salad and he forgot or didn't have time for the dressing. Oh, boy. Yeah, he said. And let me tell you, let me, I'm going to defend him on this. He is terribly allergic to shrimp. I don't know why That's he That's why he did. I was wondering why That's he didn't it. do it. Okay, see, that makes sense because he I'm like, the, yo, he didn't bring he, his A game. He, well, he, I don't know why he chose shrimp, but I think he was so frightened that from losing or leaving. I think, yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. And I'm, you know, I don't know what the rule was because honestly, I didn't read them all. Um, <laughs> is that, you know, I don't know why he would have chose that, but maybe he might have been allergic to all of it. I think all it shellfish. Yeah. So on his behalf of that, and since. You know, y'all haven't talked to him. I hope I didn't speak out of the term, but that was honest. He, he like double gloved up, and I think he just couldn't do it. You know, and uh, maybe we should have jumped in and helped him or something, or maybe they wouldn't let us because he was actually on the other side for me. So I didn't really know what was going on until after the fact. You know, but I chose that because nobody else chose it, and everything else I guess was easier. You know, like mussels and shellfish. You know, shrimp. All that's pretty easy. But I just didn't um, didn't think that out. But it worked out. It did. It worked. It did. And Melissa likes wine, and I put a whole big I, a whole bit. <laughs> they did. Did they show me swig it? No, no, no. But they did say you kept saying, you know, it's time for a drink, and I don't mean water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, because I did. I said, like that, drank some of it. But Let me get and, right. And then I put it in with all these herbs and fruit, citrus, and stuff like that. And carried it out, and we had to use a pellet cooker. Well, okay. my pellet cooker crashed mm. and went out. I don't know what happened. You know, circuit. Maybe hell, maybe I burned it up. I don't know. But um, it only. Oops, sorry, mom. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but um, you know, I sat it on to poach, and you know, you don't want to cook lobster over a hundred and forty. Right. So I. And even though it crashed, I was like sweating it being done because I, when I went out, I was like, oh, my, I don't think they showed that because they might have like, you know, been bad on the sponsor or something like that. But, you know, somebody could have tripped over a core. I mean, I don't know what happened, you know, but thank goodness it got warm enough to finish poaching it. I wonder if they tried to throw that curveball in there just to make you, you know, hustle a little bit more, just to add know. that extra frustration. I, you know, I don't know, but it, it could have, who knows, but uh, it worked out. Good. And that was, I was that night, I do remember that because I was like this, having to do that to that many of them, that 
I mean, I thought I was going to have a heart attack, really. I was like, and you know, it was so hot. And yeah. Humid. You know, it's Georgia. It's like, yeah. if it's under 90% humidity any day here, something's wrong. Mm. And I was really humid. But uh, it did taste good because I when we put it out on the board to serve everybody. I don't think I didn't go eat a couple. Mm. <laughs> hey, Miss Tina, I, I wanted to yeah. ask you. I got a two-part question for you, but they're fairly simple questions, right? The first part is basically what happened. You kind of hinted at it. What happens with the food after each round? And then the follow-up to that question is what does being on that show and ultimately winning it do for your brand? Hmm. Well, all of the stuff on that show, the cast and the crew ate it all. Okay. Yeah, there was nothing thrown away. Because right. you know, there, there was a crew of a couple hundred people there every oh, wow. day. Right. So, so nothing went to waste. And we had the finest, I mean, meat, like high end yeah. pork, I you know, that. uh you know, heritage breed pork from I believe it was Compart Duroc, and we had uh, Snake River Farms brisket, so just the best quality stuff you could mm -hmm. ever ever have. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then the second part, you know, when I did the show, I was, you know, I'm not, you know, branding and all that stuff. Everything that I have learned on my social media, you can watch my first videos to now. You know, I only use this phone that I'm on yep. right here. Um, I never thought about branding. I never thought about any of that stuff. But when other opportunities started rolling in and then when I decided to do this, you know, I started, I guess, branding myself, not from necessarily me, even though it's Tina Cannon Cooks, that is me, um, mainly because I couldn't come up with a better name. Um, I branded it more for that reason, you know, it really wasn't like, whoo, I'm a brand, you know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. going to get a thrown on my shirt or whatever, you know. So it wasn't, I'm thinking in those terms now, but, you know, that was, you know, we didn't even have computers when I was in school. We had typewriters, you know. So my mind has had to really learn and grasp all this, what branding even is. You know, mm -hmm. and I think of a brand, I think of, you know, a Ralph Lauren shirt. You know, I don't mm -hmm. think... And then this is kind of a new way for me. And then y'all having the show and the media and probably the technical backgrounds that you have and things like that. It was never something I thought about, but I'm doing more now because I'm going to be shortly on another show. You'll see on a large network. Mm, all right. Look at that. <laughs> and it's a network that has a lot to do about food. Oh, let's take a guess. We got Ooh, food network. Be right there, right? Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, congratulations. My goodness. This so is I'm, nice. That should be out, I'm thinking, by May. They haven't told me. Even when the Netflix show came out, I think I know May. I knew maybe two weeks ahead of time. Wow. You know, they don't really let you know, you know, ahead of time. That might have been part of it due to COVID, but they just told me spring on this one. It's all I know. <laughs> beautiful. Go ahead, Herm. You want to take this one? Yeah, my beautiful wife, she wants to know, Ooh. what advice would you give other women who want to get in fields that are not as women friendly? Good question. All Good right. Question. Great question for women history. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, be prepared to work twice as hard 
because you constantly have to prove yourself. So it's not for pansies um, still to this day. Um, but just keep good work ethic. Don't, you know, don't, don't whine about it. Just do it. Because if you whine about it, it, it only makes that stereotype worse. Just do it. Do your job. Do whatever you want to do and don't whine about it. Damn. I love that. That dog. sounds so familiar. <laughs> it does? It does. It sounds like being a minority. You just have to, get, to keep rolling. And again, you know, I guess the best I can understand that because I've lived that my entire life. Right. You, know, you couldn't do that. You don't do that. You know, well, why? You know, so and I'm sure my parents had wished I had made a different route. I was actually supposed to go to a military college when I changed my mind and decided to go to culinary school and left. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was going to go to Georgia military college. And then I don't I know, know you know, I wish I had in a way I wish I had not changed my mind because I could have, uh, you know, I don't know. I just think it would have been a good experience to do like what y'all done. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I well, got one more, sir. Go ahead, brother. So I want I want to get to the finale, right? Okay. Because that right oh. there, that right there, y'all had to do the whole hall. First, y'all had to build y'all's pit, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I remember me talking. Only carry one at a time, but y'all had to build a pit, cook that hall, cook a brisket, the four sides. You know what I'm saying? It was an all night cook. Mm-hmm. After accomplishing something like that, and I, you, you've done it before, but in that kind of time constraint where you had to do your brisket fast and hot, which you normally don't do. Mm -mm. After doing that and being able to win, can you talk about the emotions that you was feeling uh, at the end of it? You know, how you was, how you generally felt, felt about the whole experience, you know what I'm saying, after you won that show? At first, I really didn't even believe it. Um because they had to actually coax me afterwards. They do a, like an exit interview. And, um, you know, like, how do you feel? And I was like, oh. you know, I didn't even know what to say because I was still, I was still in shock, you know, and the good compliments I had got from Melissa and Kevin. So I was totally in shock, but elated. But, you know, like most people would have been thinking, you know, Okay, what am I going to do with this? I, I didn't even think that way because y'all are going to laugh at me. And I, and I do say this in every interview I've done, I believe. I did not know what Netflix was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. Because I have basic cable and I honestly, and I'm glad I, I didn't. I, I know 20 million people watch that show, you know? Yeah. So I. Oh, the pressure. I get I, it. I'm mm -hmm. glad I didn't know. And my mm -hmm. mom, my sister, and my husband said they didn't tell me for that reason because they knew well, la dee da dee da when they came and picked me up the van. I had no idea. So I'm glad I did. I probably may have reacted different if I had known what Netflix mm -hmm. was. I, I probably would. I probably wouldn't have won. That's a staple. Would have been yeah, like this. On everybody's house. Everybody has Netflix. Wow. I still got basic cable. <laughs> Bless you, because all of it's still going up crazy. Well, look, I want to thank you. Thank you for being on. Big Larry, what you got for your word, man? 
last word is just thank you for taking the time out to join our podcast miss tina we it was just so unexpected first off when i when when we saw the flyer for you being on here i'm like well who is this and while we're talking about barbecue and then i watched the netflix and i'm like oh wow this is pretty (laughs) unique and then you know the passion and the purpose you have for what you do is what i really love about it you you, like you said you could have went a different route but you chose this route and this route was for you so just know that I wouldn't question anything about your past. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for doing what you're doing. You're an inspiration to a lot of the women that's watching the show now. And, and men. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of men. And men, true. And men. You know, d- don't cook. They need but to. don't know how, like her. But go ahead, her. What you you going to get me out of my character, man? <laughs> hey, I want you to go to Facebook jail again, again. <laughs> hey, I think it's y'all on parole. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, brother. But hey, uh, what I what I want to say is thank you for being you. You know what I mean? It's like it's so refreshing to be able to you. You're you. I don't. I still don't know if you get the magnitude of what you was able to accomplish being the winner of that show that so many people watched. You know what I'm saying? And we're just talking to you like just a person down the street. I love. I am. It. I love. I love that about your personality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, I could tell you're just real people. You know what I mean? You're real people. You didn't, you let that, I mean, you, you won the show and you used it for a whole nother purpose. You know what I'm saying? That, that was outside of you. That's gotta be respected and commended. You know what I'm saying? And a lot more people was able to do that, was able to put something other than themselves first. The world would be a much better place. It sure would. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? So I couldn't believe we was inboxing each other. Like, I can't. This is, this is not the real person. I'm like, I one of her people. <laughs> yeah, like this ain't her man. This is somebody fake. No. fake page. No, that's not. I hope when the other show comes out, uh, y'all reconsider having me on again. What? Please, yeah. <laughs> Would you stop it? Listen, oh. check this out. <laughs> I need you to make sure you keep your glasses close because you're going to get more and more comments, okay? <laughs> so you can read it, but listen, most definitely you are always, as a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, would you all like to see Miss Tina back on the show? Y'all type in and give us a thumbs up. I hope so. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, I've learned a lot just by watching you <clears throat> on the show. I watched and understood your grace as far as you know what it's okay i'm still having fun maybe it was because you didn't know what netflix was but you weren't (laughs) afraid right you wasn't afraid to get outside the box and do what you wanted to do and it came from the right place you get what i mean so you knew you were in competition but you also knew that you were tina so thank you thank you thank you so, but listen, I got, look, we got one more minute. I want to give the floor to you. Floor. Is there anything you would like to uh, just tell anybody your final words? Yeah. Well, I have to thank everybody that writes me, emails me, inboxes me in my, all of my different social media and follows me. I really appreciate it. Um, it has been a whirlwind. And when the new show comes out, it's going to be another whirlwind. But I think if everybody on here will just do one thing for somebody else and just what a better what a wonderful world would be just one thing one one time a week or something like that um i think everything will be better yeah and she's so modest she didn't follow her on tina tech cannon cooks follow her and make sure you know what i'm saying you support all of her endeavors man 
Yes. You don't get people that come down and sit down and talk with you like this. That's yeah. right. That's oh, right. And I answer all my own stuff, you know, by give me a day or so. I have another large charity event coming up in New Orleans. Um, we're raising money for pediatric brain cancer. I'm going there and cooking a hog and a bunch of meat. Uh, I'll be there the first weekend of April. So I try to, and that is pediatric brain cancer. That's for children. I try to do, um, you know, for a lot of different groups. One of my chefs, when I worked in New Orleans, lost their child to pediatric brain cancer. Mm. So I feel special going to New Orleans to participate in that at the same hospital uh, where their child was treated. So I, I think it's a really cool event and I'm excited about going. It's called the hogs for cause love it yeah. love it and you know what we're going to make sure we follow you and to help promote for that right <clears throat> because we're going to come down to georgia one day oh, to. come on we don't have to we'll right up that hog pit and let her roll yeah. I'll, show, I'll show you where the loin is <laughs> Yo, well, you pulled it out at the end, though. That's all that matters. Oh my goodness! Well, anyway, listen, y'all. Hey, so Tina, don't go anywhere. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, thank you, thank you for watching the show. Make sure you share this and you comment and reach out to her because she will respond back. Right? Yes, She's just a great individual. But we appreciate you, everybody that's watching. First and foremost, for being such a great. Uh, audience, yes, and go ahead and, and get this uh, this seasoning. Go ahead, move it over. It's the European blend. Yes, Tina Cannon. Yes, y'all. So check it out. And, and look, let's see what we can do to get it up in Walmart real smooth. You Ooh, see what I'm wow. saying? Hey, wouldn't <laughs> that be nice? Yes, yes, yes. So, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Make sure you have a good day and take those words that she said. Y'all do one thing. Okay. One thing. That's all it takes is one thing. We appreciate y'all. We'll talk to y'all later. One. Don't get left behind. Stay updated. Make sure to give a thumbs up and catch more on the Lions Pride Network.